Welcome to Enroute to Success, where we have raw, vulnerable conversations between Fitz DeSanto, Sam Boyer, and many talented individuals, unraveling the truths and principles of people's experiences, methods to grow, and discovering how to live a fulfilling lifestyle. Buckle up, the journey begins now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Enroute to Success. I'm here with my co-host Fitz, and we're extremely excited to talk to you guys today. So good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you. And I got to check in. Fitz, how are you doing? Sam Boyer, how are you? I am good. I am excited about this episode of our podcast. I have to say, we've been so excited interviewing guests, but then to all our listeners out there, we don't really plan how many guests we're going to have or who are we going to have. Whenever we have the opportunity for this remarkable people that shares their story with us, we just book them and then we record. But then on the other side of the spectrum, I do miss my co-hosts. I was like, <laughs> dude, we got to record just the two of us. What's going on here? So anyway, so I'm really excited. That's just you and me. And I love that we're back onto this, I would say, relaxed mode that we're just going to have this conversation to bring some value to our listeners. Very well said. Yeah, now I don't have to cover all that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree. It's, it's good to kind of layer in the discussions between you and me as well as with the, you know, the awesome guests that we've had. So in first initial thoughts, what comes to mind, and here's the topic for all the listeners, we're going to do like we normally do with a light discussion and kind of going through the topic and our meanings, what it means to us, some ways it can be implemented, and of course, examples and hopefully some good jokes. Um, but initial thoughts on emotional stability. What comes to mind, Fitz? To all our listeners out there, I want to address that. You know, how many times that you were so close to your goal and find yourself fall apart? Or maybe it just didn't work out or it didn't make sense at that time. So the emotional stability there is so important. That's why I think, Sam, when you texted me about this topic, I didn't really know how to react on it at the beginning. But then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm super excited about this because how do we react? Why is emotional stability important? And what is it like to be emotional stable? You know, mm -hmm. yeah. What's your thoughts? I, well, I, I think the to echo what you shared and to add on, we encounter this literally every day. It doesn't have to be some massive milestone or large traumatic event that like emotional stability comes into play. It's literally everyday life that we can utilize this. So um, one, I think it's important because I've learned to develop more of it over the years um, than, than I used to have. But I, I think it's very important for us to know like what are some good ways to do this? Initial thoughts. I want to, I'll, I'll give you the option first this time ah! to let me know what your meaning of emotional stability is. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give the listeners what emotional stability says in from Mr. Webster, but it actually makes sense to this one before in, in the past, we've been seeing a lot of meanings that we kind of didn't agree on. I mean, personally for me, I didn't agree on. I thought, I thought it was weak. I was like, Sam, what is this? This is garbage. What are <laughs> we doing with this thing? You know, but this actually makes sense because it says emotional stability 
is the capacity to maintain one's emotional balance under stressful circumstances. It is the opposite of emotional instability and neuroticism. And it also says emotionally stable persons tolerate minor stresses and strains of day-to-day living without becoming emotionally upset, anxious, nervous, tense, or angry. So it's like, I meet Mr. Webster, I would hug him for this particular meaning because it just nailed on, right? But in my spin, in my perspective, for me, if I'm going to summarize that whole definition, it's simple. Like emotionally stability. Emotional stability is just being grounded in coming to terms, coming to terms on the reality that there is always another way to make things better. Does that make sense? That's that's me. That's that's my definition. One, I want to yeah. know your thoughts, and two, like <laughs> I want to hear your meaning. <laughs> I like that this time, this time around, you simplified instead of. Making it really <laughs> elaborate. This is good. <laughs> We're flip-flopping. Turning a new leaf. Yeah, right. I think it's something with the hosting, man. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, this time I get to host, so now we're, we're, we're switching roles here. I like it. No, I, I, my personal definition is very similar. And I actually, I didn't even look up the, the Merriam-Webster version this time because I wanted to just keep my, my own thoughts fresh. But for me, I said the ability to process emotionally heightened situations without reacting impulsively. Mm, that's a good So, and, and for me, when I think of individuals who are really emotionally stable, I think of people who get like really tough news or someone who's coming to them with like excitement or like frustration or some type of, you know, high energy emotion. And that person is literally just like, not like a, a, you know, talking to a wall, but like is able to sit there and listen intently mm-hmm. and not cut that person off or respond with the same level of like heightened anxiety or, or something like that. So that's why I went with without reacting impulsively, but, but no, I definitely, I, I see you leaning into elaborate. So please do. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I like that. That's how your definition is because it's a great segue of the the how because I, I'm excited when once we get to that it makes sense it's almost a surprise sometimes when some when you're talking to somebody that is very emotionally stable not that they're like a robot or or has no emotions you could see how they receive the news react to it and then you could see this the wheels turning but not in a anxious reactive way it's almost like as soon as they get the news they already have a plan in place or other ways it's just like this like brains just kind of just starts planning in other things of what they're doing i mean i don't know if that makes sense but yeah hopefully i'm making sense here in front of the mic you are (laughs) (laughs) let me reiterate it in, in what i just took from what you said i feel it's similar to being able to remove the fog when the when the craziness or you know heightened situation comes at you you're able to clear the fog and start making that plan like you just said and you can actually use the tool your brain which is very powerful to look at things more logically as opposed to reacting on those emotions and kind of making the decision based off of that versus the heightened emotions here's the keyword to that too that they start realizing that it's the false mind so now they want to make sure that they stay true to their values and 
emotions on how they're going to deal with it. So mm-hmm. online meditation events will be so happy to hear this because <laughs> <laughs> to the meditation group I'm part with, you guys, or Sam and I are part with, they, <laughs> they teach you how to be, to identify the false minds. And I feel that that has a lot to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you see the false mind that when you get into that rabbit hole but you're that it's there and it's surface but you're not entertaining it you're like okay no there's other ways about it so okay so i'm gonna get off that topic but i'm excited (laughs) on what we're doing next (laughs) so with that being said let's let's move into a little bit more of the how or just some some things to think about some pointers just from i kind of went more from a personal route and what i've learned works for me so i'll share one and then if it's all let you share one we can kind of go back and forth sure. and sure. go like that but i think the first thing for me and this actually stems off of meditation but you don't have to be a practitioner of meditation or have even tried meditation to do this so i want to preface if you if that's not you don't even worry about it this still applies i think the big thing is being aware of our breath hmm And the reason I say that is it's natural for any stress or anger or upsetting situation to immediately affect the way that our body functions. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is more like scientific and I'm not an expert, but I can just tell you when I'm stressed or anxious or angry, my heart is beating faster and I'm usually taking shorter, more rapid, frequent breaths already that's that's how i know a situation is potentially emotionally charged or or heightened and that creates more stress and anxiety the shorter more frequent breaths so it's kind of like this cycle that you can get into mm-hmm. questions for you do you do you breathe through stressful situations which i'm pretty sure absolutely and now i yes. do because because i've learned to be aware of it before I didn't even know I was doing it. I, I think back to earlier years of like middle school of like playing sports or taking an exam. And I actually remember like accidentally like holding my breath while I was like going through questions on an exam because I was just so focused that I would like not breathe for a little, you know, like 30 seconds. And then I'd take a breath. I'm like, wow, why do I feel so like, and then I thought the test was stressing me out. It was just, I just wasn't breathing correctly. Wow. So I can look back and realize that, but at the time I had no idea. So the thing that helps me is box breathing, but before that, just being aware. So I think that's a huge factor. How about when you receive a news that you don't like, do you breathe through it? Mm, Absolutely. If nothing else, if let's say you're in a conversation with someone and you get Mm. news and it's, it's face to face or, or screen to screen or whatever it is these days. And you don't have the ability to sit there and do a, a box breathing, you know, in count of four, hold for four, exhale, hold sure. again. The, at least what you can do is while that person is talking is just breathe in through your nose and just kind of hold at the top for a second mm-hmm. and then exhale through your nose or through your mouth. And then that'll give you time to formulate your response, to have something to kind of recenter. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like a distraction to the conversation. It's such a great insight because that's what I do if something that I'm talking to someone, but it's so hard not to interrupt. So I had to breathe through it and gather my thoughts while practicing our listening skills. But at the same time, no, I agree with you. The breathing 
helps so much. And it's funny. That's my one, one of my house. So good. We already crossed <laughs> that out. Just like always happens. <laughs> it does. So it's good. It's good. No, but thank you for that, Sam. Of course. And for anyone that was curious, if, if you watch this on YouTube and you're not on one of the other platforms listening to it, <laughs> you can actually see if you caught me doing box breathing just now, or if it's something that you can do without people knowing, because I was doing it the whole time you were explaining. And I heard what you said, Fitz. So <laughs> thank you. Wow. Prime example. But with that being said, let's move on to our second point. I have it here is change your perspective on things. Mm. And what I mean by that is, here's a good example. When I got laid off my job, I could have reacted something or played the victim or reacted in a different way. But I remember getting that news and just breathing through it. And I came home and said, I'm grateful I have a job that I can get laid off from. It might have been a blessing in disguise. I don't know yet, but at the same time, I'm just glad that there's a job that I can get a laid off that I can get laid off from. Another thing is like when my car broke down, the perspective I have there, it can be fixed, you know? Like I'm just glad I have a car that broke down that can be fixed. So why should I and I breathe through it and I look in ways and see. So kind of just shifting your perspective in a way helps you so much, you know? And I think one of the one of the things that when we were talking about this topic really just pops in my head is like when I got injured, when, when I had my left shoulder severely injured and I couldn't go to the gym and, and really takes on to fitness for like three months. Right. So for everybody out there and our listeners out there that has been injured, you guys would know how tough it is to be having fitness in your lifestyle. And then there's no choice, but for you to lay down in bed, and heal. There's nothing that you can do, especially if it's something related to your neck and your shoulder. So my whole perspective with that, that what I hang on to and latch on to is like, it can heal, you know, it's not broken, it can heal. And plus, I have the, finally the opportunity to binge watch whatever TV series I want, you know, like things like that. <laughs> so like, like when you think of those type of things, when you have your change of perspective, because I could easily go down a rabbit hole being depressed and not able to do anything. But at the same time, it's like there is always going to be a way. And that stems out from my definition of emotional stability. Wow. So good. Tell me <laughs> so more. Good. So <laughs> no, good. Let's feel that Sam's brain. What, what, what are you thinking? You breathe, <laughs> you breath through it. I saw you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I mean, well, first of all, I think those are, those are great examples because, you know, you hit on a very possible common event of losing a job, right? Like that can happen to anyone and has happened to a lot of people for one. So you immediately turned to gratitude in that scenario, right? And then the common theme was even with your injury, you also turned to gratitude. So you actually, I'll skip forward to my third point since you hit it with both of those. <laughs> oh my God, this happens all the time. Is expressing gratitude. It. Yeah. See? Because it's it's almost like we have, um, in our mind, we almost have like a checks and balances system, or at least this is how my analytical brain works. And naturally the world and like our minds, we seek out and we see a lot of negative. And mm. so if you're you know thinking of the scale, right? Like and a lot of negative is piling up it's hard to just then automatically see positive 
Yes. Because your brain is so focused on a lot of the negative that comes at you, no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. So expressing gratitude starts to fill that other side of the scale Mm -hmm. and starts to level things out. And in my mind, that helps create that balance, that emotional stability. And so you're literally offsetting what would normally be viewed as negative situations with gratitude and saying like, these are things now that I wouldn't get to do had that not happened to me. Mm-hmm. So you shifted your perspective and applied gratitude and that's how you're able to do that. So that sums up my third point, but I'll go back to the second one because you hit it perfectly. I'm not going to even say anything else. No, I like that you you said that because it does come in. I'm not saying everybody has to be just be positive all the time because otherwise it's going to be all rainbows and sunshines and we're never going to be able to see the reality of things, right? Yep. At the same time, we have to be able to balance it out on where do we see it fit, you know, or how do we, is there any other ways to be, to be able to deal with that, right? So like you said, my other point here that I have is, here's a good thing. Here's a good question. Because my other pointers here is don't suppress your emotions and you have to listen to your emotions. But how? To our listeners out there, they're probably thinking, okay, Fitz and Sam, that's all great and and good. But how? How do you do that? That's my my next one. I, it says don't suppress your emotions. You have to be able to listen to it. And I think that also ties into the breathing process of what you have said earlier, Sam. Like, What's your thoughts on that with me? I would say that when you breathe through things that you're so stressed about, your emotions pops in. You'll be able to listen to it. If you want to cry for a day because you lost your job, cry for a day, you know, like listen to it. Don't suppress it if that would help you, but just know that you're on your way for, to a better place. I mean, I would, I'll give you the, the what, what's your thought on that? No, I, I totally agree. And I, it's funny that you <laughs> segued and asked yourself that question to to start this because I was going to dig in a little bit and say, okay, so if it's not positivity and sunshine and rainbows all the time, what does it look like to deal with negative in a healthy way? And mm-hmm. you just said it. It's one, being aware of it, knowing how you're feeling. If you lose your job, like it doesn't mean walking home, like you're like, okay, it's fine. I don't need a job. Like I'm like, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> Say you had a business that you spent five years on and it went bankrupt and failed or, you know, had a a divorce or a death in the family, like all these life things that happen doesn't mean you have to be good with it right then and there. That is not, that is not it at all. So I'm glad you said that. Um, And I think it's exactly what you mentioned is if it, people handle their emotions in different ways. So I think it's one knowing how you handle your own emotions. Some people need to just like go blow off some steam and do some MMA or go on a run. <laughs> hey, I love it. Find the, the heaviest weight in the gym and like attempt sure. to push it around or something. I don't know, but in sure. that's, that's important to know is like developing, learning those tools for yourself, whatever it is. Um, some people love to just, you know, watch some, some Netflix or read a good book or just start filling their mind with more positivity so that they can mm-hmm. be positive. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think, that's exactly what, what I was going to recommend too, is mm-hmm. leaning into what that is for you. So that way you're not hung up in a negative state dwelling there forever. You're able to kind of maneuver out of it. No. And here's another thing that I was thinking is when you become aware of your emotions and you're not letting it control you in a way, 
my approach to that all the time is that I have to, if something bad happened to me, I have to zoom out of it when I'm in my proper mind and really looking into a third person. This sounds so weird, but you guys, you guys have to bear with me, but I have to zoom out of it and really look at things on if this happened to a friend or a family member, what would I advise them? So in a way, for me, it sounds weird, but I feel like I was advising myself from a third person view. Does that, is that weird? <laughs> no, it, it makes total sense because it goes back to the phrase like, I should have just taken my own advice. Mm, that's a good one. Like yeah. we, we have a hard time listening to ourselves for some reason. <laughs> we love, yes. everyone loves to like tell their people what to do. And, right. and I, I'm a million percent guilty. Anyone that knows hey. me, all my friends are like shaking their head right now. Like, yep, Sam loves to, because I love to help people and I sure. try never to do it in like a preachy or a teachy way. But um, oftentimes I've, I fail at taking my own advice. <laughs> yeah, no, same here. I am guilty as you are, you know, but I think as we get older and have that emotional maturity, we, we tend to see that a lot more and it becomes more clear and more clear than it's ever been. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my. Definitely. Well, I'll, I'll touch on my, my second point that I skipped over because you were leading so well into my third one. Oh, stop um, it. <laughs> Let's hear your second point. <laughs> it's, it's very simple. It's I just to know. remember that we are not the center of the universe. Mm. And the reason I say that is we build up our own perspective of how, how crazy or how traumatic something is to us individually because we think that like in that moment, like we're the biggest thing that matters. And I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like back to like sports and, you know, especially being a goalie, there's a lot of emotional stability that has to come with that situation in that position. But one thing I I remember that worked out in a positive way is like uh, we had a tournament in high school, went to a shootout and one player on my team scored and I had to stop all five of the other players in a breakaway situation. So one-on-one and I ended up doing it. And so I, I felt, you know, great because that happened. I've also been on the flip side where I did not stop them all. And then I totally felt like I was the one to blame because I let the goals in, but like sure. there was a whole game, like over 60 minutes that led up to this five minute shootout. Sure. And in my mind, I was beating myself up because I thought, well, I'm the center of the universe. Like this all falls on me. That same situation applied in everyday life. If like something happens at work and like maybe, you know, you drop the ball or whatever, there's other people on the team that are also in charge of like helping things go smoothly. So that's, I think a really big one that people fall into is thinking like, this is so bad because it's happening to me and I'm the biggest thing that matters right now. So I think it's kind of like an ego check in a way to like step back, take that breath and realize like there's other people out here too going through things. Yeah, I would, I'll build that up more. I will add Sam too that coming to terms that the world can take it because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you have like self-sabotage could be completely a vicious cycle if you entertain it. So for me, I would add and build that up to the world can take it if you screwed up. It's fine, you know? Like I've done that when I was teaching a class and I have a really bad class. And and then at the end of the day, one of the students says, Fitz, it's just a fucking class. Nobody cares. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. What am I thinking? 
no big deal. I'm good. You know? So anyways. Yeah. It's like one fitness class in your city that you're at, which probably has multiple fitness classes exactly. in a state that has even more in a country that has even more in the world. It's like, you know, we build these things up in our, we do it to ourselves is what I'm yeah. getting at. And just remembering that we're not everything at all times, nor we're not supposed to be. And that's not why we're all here. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's just a, that was a good way to put it. That's a good, no, that, was, <laughs> that was really good. I mean, I bet you Sam, they, they probably weren't even thinking about it, that you screwed up. You were just thinking about it a lot longer than the other people after that game. I mean, if you think about mm-hmm. it, because I'm pretty sure everybody that attended my class kind of just thought about it for five seconds, like eh, probably just having a bad day and moved on and cooked their meals or whatever they're doing after when they get home, you know? So Anyways, but. if they even thought that they may have thought you'd yeah, be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. I mean, how many times have we recorded a podcast and we're like, Sam, that podcast episode, like, not good. We may have to re record <laughs> it. But to all our listeners, we never re record any of our episodes. This is true. Because we want to make sure that we handed it to you guys, however, we've recorded it. But hey, you know, that's a prime example, you know, that it is. Yeah, we have to, we have to be emotionally stable about how it does. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Anyways, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I, and, and really that was the, those were the three main points that I feel really has allowed me to just become aware of like how to step into more emotional stability. And I want to share one book that I read that hmm. well, a lot of books play into this, but one book specifically is crucial conversations. Mm-hmm. And that book specifically talks a lot about like interpersonal relationships and how it doesn't key in on specifically emotional stability, but how to be stable in heightened emotional conversations. So for anybody that needs a tool, I think that one's a really great tool so um, good. to reference. Just It actually gives you examples and scenarios that are very common that people, you'll realize, I do that when this happens and you'll start being aware of it and then you'll be able to realize it before it happens and not fall into that. I wish I wouldn't have said that when I was emotionally charged mm. and, and be able to take that step back. So that's a book that really helped me in terms of just getting insights and um, how this kind of works. But I love that. That's so powerful. I got I to gotta add that up in my stack of books. <laughs> <laughs> We've got quite the list going now. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of lists going on, which is great. I love it. You know, I think I'm going to be reading a book in my whole lifetime because there's just so yeah. much, you know, and, yeah. and I love it. So that's part of the, the ongoing education and living life and other people's experiences are so valuable because they've already gone through it. So I, that's why I love reading personally, mm-hmm. but that's my reading plug for the, for today's show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, Fitz, is there anything from, from your side in regards to emotional stability or any thoughts with this conversation that you just, want to share or, or any thoughts in general? Just for a closing recap, I mean, honestly, Sam, when we were thought, when we were talking about it and when we decided on this episode, I've always wanted to have our listeners have a how to, after they stop listening to our podcast, when it's done, I want to be able for them to see what it's like and I want to have them feel and what we really wanted to deliver, right? So for me in the closing recap, Emotional stability is super powerful. I would just say to our listeners, you know, get back up, 
when you have some emotional stability that you're trying to deal with. <laughs> I wrote it down, but I, I got to read it, you know, like, so I'll repeat it, guys. Get the fuck back up, you know, because <laughs> we all lose it at times. We fly off the handle. We get worked up. We even scream and cry on times that we're really upset or if something that we've received news that we're not a fan of. It happens to the best of us, you know, and and that's okay. And apologize if needed, learn from it, and no big deal. You know, for me, the most importantly is really forgiving ourselves, like when when we do that. So get back up, dust yourself off, and keep moving forward in the direction of your open, wholehearted heart, because it's something that I feel that emotional stability gets taken for granted. And it's something that it's so powerful. When someone is emotional stable, they're actually able to deal with whatever comes their way. So, so for our listeners, you know, like you guys got it. You just need to make sure that the perspective is changed and that look at the other areas that's in your life. But that's it for me before we start going deeper. <laughs> I'm looking for your buoy, Sam Boyer. <laughs> I, I was just going to let you tread water a little bit and then, you know, see if you can swim. I'll I know. I'm kind of like, I couldn't breathe through it anymore. So, <laughs> but how about well, you? I want to know what's yeah. coming from, from your heart. Yeah. I, I want to say that emotionally stable people just seem to go far in life in whatever mm -hmm. direction sure. they want to go. It, I kind of think of a, you know, a, a mom or a dad or a significant mm -hmm. other that it, they just seem like they've got it together, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's not that they don't have emotions or they're not fun or boring. It's, it's not that it's more so that they don't ever get super flustered. And mm -hmm. if they do, it's like a big thing that made it happen, which is also fine because no one's perfectly emotionally stable. Like we're all human beings, but so for whatever path you're on in life, athletics, you know, um, education, whatever profession you go into, this is just a good thing to learn how to do because it's a, I don't even know, I guess it's somewhat of a skill, more of like an attribute or a characteristic that I think really does lead to people just being more successful in whatever their endeavor is. So yeah. um, that's one thing. And the other thing is just like a really quick tip that I've learned is you have to tell yourself, and this is to all listeners, I, I Fitz does a great job of addressing all the listeners. I just, <laughs> I just start to rant and ramble and then uh, <laughs> I got to go back. So to all the listeners out there, you got to tell yourself that you are emotionally stable. Mm. You have to reiterate that and program your mind because everything in the world is telling you that you're not and the world essentially wants you to not be emotionally stable so that you're more susceptible to falling into different things that that are out there so i think that's really important is to constantly remind yourself like no no i got this i'm i'm calm i'm cool i'm collected even if you're like not <laughs> and you know you're not because you got the the heart beating you know palm sweaty knees weak arms heavy it's okay but just tell yourself that you are emotionally stable and your mind will start to work into, okay, what would an emotionally stable person do? Oh, they'd quiet their breathing. They'd listen. They wouldn't react right away. And over time it starts to build. That's just one quick, easy way that does build in a positive direction towards being emotionally stable. So that that's what I would add on top of it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, our, our mind is so powerful that we, 
don't give it enough credit. And I agree with you. No, that was really insightful. Thank you, Sam. That was good. <laughs> I, I appreciate that uh, you didn't think it sounded crazy. So No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I would tell you. <laughs> even, even if you did, I'd be ready to take it because... You're emotionally stable. Yes. <laughs> With that being said, I, I think that that's a good place to to kind of wrap things up and, yeah. and we can kind of maneuver into always a good part of the show. Mm. Talking about what we're grateful for. So Fitz, how about yourself? I'm grateful for people that actually think about their mental health. I think that's a huge thing. Um, I definitely try to practice it almost every day to people that actually really pays attention to it and people that are thinking about it. I think mental health is something that just like a car, we have to clean it. We have to, we have to tune it up. We have to refill gas on it. It's something that we have to actually pay attention to. You know, if you think that you're super stressed, just ask yourselves, what is it for you to be able to get that? mind off of things and do it. I'm grateful for mental health that we're able to actually identify things that what we needed on that part. How about you, Sam? What are you doing today? Yeah, this is just something that's been on my mind. And I, for me, I think I'm very grateful for social and healthcare workers. Mm. Cause I, I was, I was thinking about this more and more and they've you know, in terms specifically healthcare, but also, you know, social workers and kind of ties into mental health, obviously, they've been on the front lines with this, you know, pandemic for a long time now. And, you know, things are getting better. It seems like we're moving in positive directions, but, you know, and their mental health has kind of, in a way, probably been having to put, been put on hold or been a lot of work done to it. So, um, that might be a whole other, like a thank you episode to, <laughs> to all the healthcare workers out there. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just something that I, I thought about when we were talking about this, because they have to be some of the most emotionally stable people out there, either delivering really tough news, really good news, you know, handling people on the worst day of their lives. Um, some of my good friends work in healthcare. So I was just thinking about that a lot um, lately. And so I just wanted to thank them and also say just very, very grateful for them altogether no that was really good this is this has been a good episode my heart (laughs) it's getting squeezed um (laughs) anyways but no thank you sam that was good of course now who who gets to do the honors today i want to know this is unplanned so who gets to do the uh i'll do it you you got it perfect the good hosting so you hosted i owe you this one right Perfect. so to our listeners am i doing it family to our listeners <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i do i do i even address the listeners i don't know <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners you guys could reach us individually in linkedin through fitz DeSanto or sam boyer but we're also in all social media platforms at en route to success 365 we are in instagram facebook TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, and don't forget our email, alohafitsam at gmail.com. I'll pass it on to you, my friend. Beautiful. It's like you practiced. <laughs> I think I did. Find out. <laughs> we just ran through it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, no, great job. And to all the listeners, 
we always like to end with saying that even the small victories are worth, worth being grateful for. So thank you all for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. Take care guys. <laughs>